what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Today on Brothers in Tech, we're talking about yard care technology. How to use technology when tending to your lawn at your home. Uh, We're talking about mowing. We're talking about water irrigation. We're talking about all the ways new technology is being used to help you manage your yard. That's coming up here on the Brothers in Tech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson, one of the two original Brothers in Tech, and as you could probably guess from the title, the other brother in tech is my brother, and that is Brian Jackson. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Yes, we did put an S on brothers for a reason, right? There are yes. two of us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you technically can't be a nice brother if there's not yeah. a plural on there. Well, well you could be a brother sister. to a sister. Yeah, yeah sure. brother to a sister. Okay. Yeah. So don't brother in tech, sister, would, brother yeah. tech would be kind of a weird title for the show. That would be really, really... But brothers, yeah, that's not good. That's just not good. Yeah. What it so is basically is work. I came up with the idea for the show and I said, well, <laughs> I guess I have to invite my brother because that's kind of the title. Now. So and that's why that's why Brian's here. That's it. Well, I do appreciate you choosing brothers in tech instead yeah. of siblings in tech. Right. Or that would have given uh, me a lot more options, though. So yeah, or me in tech or option. something. Yeah, yeah but, that would have that would have been good. All right. Well, well Brian, I'm good, Alan. I'm good. I'm excited. I'm excited. We got. To, uh, let's move along. Let's move along yeah. past the the uh, insults of Brian and and uh, move into the the usual. Well, no, actually, it's going to be insults of Brian again, isn't it? So let's carry on. Well, Brothers in Tech is our ongoing show, tech show here on this podcast network, where we talk about home and family technology. So every time we get together, Brian and I uh, like to talk about a certain aspect or topic regarding technology and how it maybe applies to your home or family life. We don't get into business technology. We don't get into high-end tech news. This is really about, you know, day to day, how we use technology in our personal lives. And uh, we started a few months ago, the idea of bringing in a guest every time that we try to record because Brian and I just got tired of listening to just the two of us and we like having a certain voice in there. So what we did is we started bringing in guests, rotating them out every uh, few episodes and very happy to have with us a guest who uh, is joining us for his first episode with us. It is Rob Dickerson. Rob, we have known for most of our life, I think, uh, what? Yeah. Second, third grade, Rob, is that right for you and me? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll, you can touch on the, the uh, relationship we've had for so many years, but I actually used to get off the bus at your house. So yeah. you did, you did uh, yeah, your mother and my there's father, some serious history here. Your mother yeah. and my father used to work together. We just, we have a, a long history there. Um, yeah. Rob is a, a it works for a company called Defeat and here it's headquartered here in Western North Carolina. It's a cycling apparel company and he's also a lifelong cyclist enthusiast himself. Now, pause on that because we're not going to talk about cycling on this episode. However, 
we are going to talk about cycling in our next episode. Yeah. So I do encourage you. I'm excited about some that. interest in hearing about cycling and kind of the state of uh, cycling these days, especially how tech may be playing some sort of role. We're going to talk about that at the next episode. So stay tuned for that. But today's episode, we're going to do something that, um, I, again, I'm going to say I'm, 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 I'm ready to learn on this because uh, I don't have any personal experience with this, but my brother Brian does. And we're going to talk, talk to him and ask some questions of him regarding uh, lawn care and how technology can be playing a role right now in taking care of your lawn. Now, Brian, I'm especially interested in talking about this because just moved into a new house for us. Yep. I was just honestly right before this recording out with my wife looking talking about the fertilizer we need to put out for our yard and mulching and everything like that. So I'm already in the long care. It's really exciting. That's an exciting, exciting discussion. I know. That was, it's a wonderful was, way to come home from a long day of work and let's let's talk long care. <laughs> so that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, and I'm sure she's excited as well. Yeah. So well let I, me let, but I am interested in hearing kind of what, what may be happening. You've got a little experience. So, Rob, you and I are really just going to be listening and asking questions to Brian. And, Rob, if you've got any any experience in your of your own with your own lawn care and using technology, feel free to uh, chime in and let us know that as well. So. Yeah. Well, I'm okay. pretty sure my neighbors would disagree with any. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the difference between interest and actual use of long care, right? That's mm-hmm. that's that's what we're talking about here. Right. Well, let me let me let me set the stage here a little bit, Alan, because the reason I brought this one up, well, twofold. One, I also moved into a new house recently, yeah. and it forced me to. Um, have to rethink my lawn care because I moved from a very small place that had a yard of maybe. You know, 10 by 30 feet. That was fantastic. And the technology I was using there was great. Um, and now I come to a house that has a lot more lawn to take care of and a lot more, um, uh, it will talk a little bit about watering systems and things as well, but there's a lot more to it. And so therefore I had to um, do a lot of research on this. Uh, my second reason for doing this is exactly what Alan already said. He knows nothing about this. So I love doing topics that Alan knows nothing about uh, mm-hmm. because it actually allows him to honestly be the uninformed person um, because he does that so well. So mm-hmm. Alan, thank you for, for agreeing to do that again. Uh, um, but first mind. of all, I just, I just turned the brain <laughs> off and let, let my brother talk. So it's all good. Yeah. And, and let me just say, I am not an expert in this, but I have kind of been forced to be um, somewhat educated on uh, the lawn care opportunities. So, and I figure it's the start of the summer, Alan, you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about some topics that may be timely here for people. Um, you know, here in the Pacific Northwest, we're going through a heat wave, uh, which, uh, is somewhat rare for us. And um, so it's causing everybody, I think, to kind of rethink the way that they're handling their uh, uh, their lawn. And uh, so what I wanted to, to kind of get into was, I think that there's, there is kind of a, a big change that's happened in some of the lawn care equipment. So I thought we'd kind of divide the segment up into two, to- uh, two topics. One, mm-hmm. equipment, and the other being kind of watering systems, because I think those are two that I think are, are showing a lot of progress um, mm-hmm. in uh, in terms of technology. And we don't think about technology usually with lawn care, right? I mean, I, I certainly didn't. I thought, oh, I, I buy a, a, a pair of shears and that's manual. I, I buy a shovel. I buy a rake, right? There's not a lot of tech going on in those. But uh, for anybody who's bought a lawnmower recently, 
you'll know that there are lots of different ways that you can go with lawnmowers, which I'm actually pretty excited about. Uh, so let's just kind of start with the basics here. We all know probably, I don't know, both of you probably have a lawnmower, I'm assuming, right? Lawnmower, gas. that's the thing that you push and it, uh, it has a blade on it. It yeah, blade and it cuts, and it cuts the grass. The grass. I yeah. believe I have one of those, yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm assuming gas, gas lawnmowers? Uh, or yes. do you, yeah? Mine is, okay. mine is gas-powered, yes. Rob, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, my, still... yeah, my, my lawnmower is still gas. So I okay. have upgraded to battery-owned oh, accessories. Some other things, yeah. So, you know, lawnmowers are something that I think have kind of taken on a, a couple of different stages of technology recently. As we all know, you know, our original lawnmowers were gas, uh, gas, you had to put oil in them, mm-hmm. you had to keep it running uh, cleanly, but a lot of power, right? Those things had a lot of power, they were able to um, kind of provide uh, uh, self powered, you know, lawnmower to be able to mm-hmm. actually uh, move the lawnmower with you, if yeah. you're going to be doing a riding lawnmower, right? So that's kind of the typical and that's kind of what I expected to get into when I uh, last bought a lawnmower. And then I realized mm-hmm. that things have changed a little bit since then. Mm-hmm. Um, doing research for this podcast, I realized there's also for landscapers, they've kind of gone away from gas and going to things like propane. So if they've got a big mm-hmm. riding lawnmower, you'll see them with a big propane tank on the side and mm-hmm. it's cleaner, it's cheaper, right? It allows them to be able to do things um, uh, without kind of the expense of gas. But what I decided to do, and it sounds like Rob has kind of done the same thing on some of his other uh, equipment, is to go with a uh, a battery um, a battery lawnmower. Mm-hmm. And so I did this uh, a couple of years ago, actually. So I am I have been in it for a while, and and I will say that there's pros and cons to this. So so to me, I think there's right now at least there's kind of f- four different types of uh, fuel that you could be looking for with a, a lawnmower. Gas is the uh, the traditional. Propane, which I imagine most of us will not go to unless it gets more readily available for consumer. Uh, electric corded, and you know that was something I wanted to do when I had my last house. Really small, plug in, go out, you know, use the uh, use the mower and unplug, and you're good to go. Um, then I started realizing when you don't have an outlet where you want to be, it becomes a little bit more nuisance than anything else. And now I move to a battery. So let me tell you a little bit about the battery um, battery lawnmowers, and then you guys can kind of fire away questions uh, mm-hmm. about pros and cons here. But so the battery lawnmower that I have takes two lithium ion batteries, okay. and they are removable. Okay, so it's not like you're plugging in the the lawnmower itself. You're taking the batteries out, putting them on a charger, very similar to like our the drills now that are cordless. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Same similar type of battery. Uh, I put it on a charger. Takes maybe forty five minutes to fully charge. Put it back in the battery and or put it back in the lawnmower. Mine specifically is it's a Greenworks. Greenworks is a company that um, that does a lot of the electric. Um, uh, lawn care uh, devices, but mm-hmm. this particular battery um, or this particular lawnmower has two batteries on top, and each battery runs a blade. So there's actually two small blades underneath this lawnmower: one kind of to the front right, and one to the back left. So as you're uh, mowing, it's got two two small engines, right? Two small um, rotors going there. So uh, now the benefit of that is that if one of your batteries goes out, the other one mm-hmm. can still turn. So of course you have a much smaller 
mowing radius, but if you, you know, happen to run low on a battery, you can go throw another one on the charger and go off of one battery. Um, and you just will have probably half of the mowing radius. But uh, so here's here's my positives. The thing I the things I love about a battery lawnmower. One is that when I store my lawnmower in my garage, which I do, I don't have mm-hmm. a outside storage. It doesn't smell like gas, right? I'm not bringing in the sure. gas smell all the mm-hmm. time. I think it's cleaner, uh, and I'm not saying environmentally cleaner. Although I think there's probably some debate about that about whether the batteries themselves are environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find it cleaner in that I don't get oil dripping down the side of the, the, the mower. I don't spill gas on the side and therefore have to clean that up and have, yeah. you know, lawn dripping, uh, you know, clippings kind of matted on it. Um, so I find that that's a lot easier for me. I take the two batteries out, put them on the charger and I hose down the, you know, the, uh, uh, the mower itself from the underside. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's a real positive for me. I love things that are electric. It's quieter. It's quieter okay. than a well, normal. That, uh, that was actually going to be lawnmower. a I had about how the yep. noise level is running. That yeah. Way. Yeah. So imagine, imagine a weed eater. Yeah. It sounds a lot like a weed eater. It sounds a lot like maybe a little louder weed eater. So it doesn't have the heavy engine. Uh, and the other nice part is that it's easy to turn on and off. So with this one, there's a button on it. I push the button and then grip the handle and then it turns on. And when you release the handle, it's automatically off. It's not like a rundown engine and you're not having to pull anything to turn it back on. It's simply just a button pull and it starts up. So to me, there's a lot of positives there. Now, let me quickly mention a couple of negatives and then and then Mm -hmm. uh, see what your guys thoughts are. But the negatives for me have been moving to this new house. The lawn here seems to be a little thicker. The grass is a little Mm -hmm. thicker. They they sodded before we bought this house. So, of course, it's really thick. And it is not as powerful at all as a gas mower. Well, now, that before, was my, I didn't have any issue, right? That was my yeah. big question about power. Yep. I mean, just it is, if you had a it is it, not. High, high yard mow, is it going to all? Does it get not choked up a lot? Is it, I mean, uh, is no, it, it doesn't get choked up. I would say I've, it's never been choked up. It's never stopped on me. But what it does is you can just tell that as passing over it, the and it could be actually just the model I have, two small blades, I pass yeah. over and I see that it's not sending the the trimmings back into the bag like, you know, it normally would. It doesn't have mm-hmm. the fan type of um and of course most I think most gas mowers have one big blade, so therefore it maybe creates a little bit more propulsion to put it back in the bag. So I do have issues with that. Um I also have issues that the batteries tend to lose their juice over time. And part of that could be the way I'm charging it. I'll put one on the charger and leave it for days mm-hmm. and then realize that I left it on. I don't yeah. know whether the charger is doing the right thing. Um, so, uh, so I found that at my current house, I actually can't mow my entire yard on the two batteries charged. Now, mm. the nice part is Greenworks, as well as some of these others, I think Ryobi has their own brand as well. Uh, you can actually get other um, equipment, a weed eater, a blower, right? And personally, I do have a weed eater and a blower that go with the same battery. Now, that's the other nice part is that the battery is interchangeable between them. So I can charge it, put it in one and the other. So what I would suggest is if anybody gets into this, don't just go with the batteries that can't come with it. There's there's an economy of scale, in my opinion, right? To say, I'm going to go buy a weed eater that also uses the same battery and comes with the battery. So now I have three. 
Mm-hmm. And the three, I can always have one on the charger, two in the mm-hmm. mower, or I can have one on the weed eater, two in a charger, whatever, whatever comes with it. And in terms of that, I think there's some real benefits to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my intro to kind of the battery lawnmower world or battery equipment. So give me give me some questions. What, what would you guys want to know? I, I'm oh. curious about price. Well, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Like cost-wise, like how, okay. how are battery-powered these long care equipment fairing compared to gas or even corded, you know, uh, equipment. Yeah. My, my assumption, and I haven't looked at it um, much lately in terms of corded, but my assumption is you can get the corded one probably cheapest, right? I think you can probably get one of those in the, uh, you know, hundred to 200 range, right? The battery ones. uh, I think a lot of those, I'm pretty sure I spent maybe $300 on mine that came with the two batteries, Three hundred bucks um, on a on a electric mower or a battery powered mower that, that came with, with two the batteries. two batteries. The yeah. two batteries. Now here's yeah. the thing: the batteries are the expensive piece, and mm-hmm. I realized that recently when I bought a third battery so that I could start to cycle those through. And if you buy the Greenworks battery itself, now there's a couple of different levels of power. I think they have the. Uh, um, I'm trying to remember is the the four amp hour versus you know some of the other the forty volt right versus maybe a uh, a twenty volt something like that but there are different levels of those um, and they would range anywhere from maybe sixty to seventy dollars for the battery itself so that's mm-hmm. the problem right now I bought a knockoff version of the battery I bought from a different company um, and I will say I'm not totally sold on what I purchased. Uh, however, it was much cheaper. It was maybe $40 mm-hmm. to buy a replacement battery, but I figured if that's my third one, that's okay. Right. So now the battery powered ones, yeah, as I said, $300, if you get one that actually will move the wheels, like, what do you call that? The self-propelled. Uh, thank you. Self-propelled, right. Which I do not have. Uh, and I got very nervous about too. When I saw that, I was like, wait a minute, battery doing self-propelled and cutting. I just thought that was maybe way too much energy going into something that I didn't need. Um, of course that gets more expensive, but, um, for gas lawnmowers, I mean, I think gas lawnmowers are, you could probably get a fairly solid one for in the $200 range, right. To be able to do that. So I think they're a little bit more, but I think the benefits of them is a little cleaner. Um, you know, I, I don't like having things with engines. I'm just not a engine fan. You know, I've, Mm -hmm. I've kind of moved myself away from as many engines as possible, but, um, uh, but I think that, you know, that maybe the nervousness of me not knowing how to fix an engine led me to that. If I have a gas lawnmower that has a problem, you know, there's, there's lots of things there that I may have to go out and get fixed or swap out right with an electric everything's been pretty much a battery. As long as the battery's good, then you can replace that, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a part of me that says it. Now, environmentally friendly, I, I think the <laughs> I think the, the jury's still out on that, right? I mean, if you're talking about me replacing and getting rid of multiple batteries every few years, I think that probably mm-hmm. results as a negative uh, for environmentally friendly. But I also like the fact that it's, not as loud. It doesn't feel as though I'm out there with a gas guzzler that's, you know, mm-hmm. in the Pacific Northwest, you get a lot of weird 
in rude looks if you're using an engine and you're and you're driving anything other than your Prius or your Tesla. So well, yeah, I think I think I can safely say, Rob, with you and I here in Western North Carolina, it would be the opposite. We would be getting the weird looks <laughs> if uh, if they we saw saw us with a really quiet lawnmower out in our yard. It's like, what is that? Yeah, you guys well, might have to add a speaker to the side to make it louder. <laughs> <or something. laughs> Well, yeah, I think if you just let it sag in the rear and let the front be be high. There you go. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> Old exactly. Carolina sagging there. You know, <laughs> I, I, I think our guests should know, Brian, that um, probably a lot of your your kind of angst around gas engines is probably because of your you know, you do own a Vanagon camper, I think, right? <laughs> I, I put enough. I put enough gas fumes out into the world by driving my old BW van that I need to make up for it with my Prius and my hybrid and and my uh, my electric uh, lawnmower. Thank well, you. Yes, you're correct. I'm I'm balancing. I'm balancing out yeah. the world. Yeah, I, I I see your logic here. <laughs> very true. Very true. What about you, uh, Rob? What are your thoughts on? Because uh, you, you know, you've you've moved to it with what a weed eater or a blower? What what are you using electric? Yeah, now? so um, so I, I I had everything gas for years, and then yep. um, had the opportunity to let somebody else mow my my lawn, and that just kind of perpetuated. It was an older guy that wanted to do it, and it was thirty dollars a week, and so real quick it was like, gosh, you know, it just made no sense to buy. So I sold the older equipment I had for a few pennies and moved on well he aged out decided he wanted to retire and i'm like gosh i hate to do it i'm gonna go buy one so i used my next door neighbor's gas lawnmower he had a 12 year old honda self-propelled um and it was just amazing and he said you can still buy the same mower it's 450 dollars it's so it's an expensive gas mower but he said you know this was 12 years old and i was sold so that's what I did. And I've been super happy with it. It has a bagger. It's self-propelled. Um, and it just, it, it mows well in thick, dense, yeah, you know, definitely. wet grass. It will just absolutely cut. But yeah, for my accessories, um, I was like, gosh, I, I hated the two-part gas system of most weed eaters and blowers. Yeah, um, and every time I ever used a blower, regardless of the handheld or the backpack kind, you felt nauseous after you got finished yeah. using them because there was always so many fumes so close to you. And so I, I bought a Greenworks um, mm-hmm. weed eater and blower. And I tell you, I love them. I, and yeah. the cool thing is because it kind of that economies of scale, I have two. And so I, I've got a battery charging while I'm using the other one. And so I always, you know, my weed is first and then I'm a, and then I blow. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. That's for a different, that's for a different uh, podcast here, but that's right. And pause. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, there right. another edit. Um, no, actually uh, let me, let me jump on it because I think, I think that's really important to do. So what I would, what I would suggest having, some experience with both the gas and electric lawnmowers is that if you live in a place where you also like to use your uh, lawnmower, maybe to mulch, go over limbs that are down, twigs Mm. that are down, that sort of stuff. I think gas is so much better. And I'd also say if you're someone who is pretty good at mowing your yard very often, 
like maybe you're a once a week, once every other week at least um, mower, then I think that having a gas mower makes sense, right? Because you're using it, you're keeping it oiled, you're, you're keeping it, you know, using, if you're someone who maybe, you know, in the Pacific Northwest, we tend to go the entire winter just letting things grow, right? Because we get a ton of rain, right? We're not going to go out and mow in the rain, all of that. Um, and I think to me, having a, a gas mower sitting there for that long is something else I have to think about maintaining. It's, it's just like my Vanagon, right? I can't let my Vanagon sit there for more than two weeks before I go and turn it on, at least keep it going. But it's another thing I have to think about. The electric, I would say, is almost the exact opposite. Is the, you, the, the inner workings of this thing are incredibly simple, right? And it's just the battery. As long as you keep the battery charged or tended and you're not over overcharging it, um, I would say, in and in, in that shows actually, like Alan, if you wanted to go buy a weed eater mm-hmm. that you already had a battery for, I mean, they're stupidly cheap. Like you could get a weed yeah. eater, I think, for $30 yeah. if you already had the battery. If right? It's just the battery, battery okay. right? So the beauty is like if you buy a lawnmower that already has two batteries in it, you could go on Amazon, get the weed eater version of it just without the battery for, you know, 30 bucks or something or 20 bucks uh, because they're incredibly simple. You're just adding battery to them. So to me, there there is kind of an economy of scale. I would not suggest this be something where you just buy a one-off. I'm just going to buy a blower that's electric and that's it. Just like if I was buying a, a drill driver or a drill, I probably want to buy the same thing, the electric screwdriver that uses the same battery because the battery is the part that yeah. I'm spending the money on, right? So well, it makes me wonder if if we're not going to see in the years to come the prices come down on these battery powered appliances yeah. and the and them getting stronger more powerful as well yeah i mean that just yeah. seems to be the natural way it would go because i mean if we're already seeing battery operated devices being much more commonplace for blowers and trimmers and all of that you got to think yeah the mo- the mower's the most uh, intensive one that you could get as far as needing power and needing longevity and all of that yep. is also the yep. most expensive you'll probably put into a yard yep. appliance. So it's just, uh, I would imagine it's just a matter of time before we start to see that become a lot more economical and, and uh, powerful to where even right. yards that have a right. lot of branches and well, well, thick, thick long could work. You know, I, well, I want to say I got it delivered an ad on Instagram or something the other day for somebody has a sit on top, zero turn electric mower now oh wow that, oh, wow. Yeah. that used like eight of those batteries <laughs> yeah um yeah. and i cannot remember who it was but um pretty sure i saw it on one of the tool um guys there's a couple of guys i follow that do um you know home improvement type tool stuff and i wanted to say he was showing it and under the seat he pulled the seat up it there was like eight of those wow. 60 volt um batteries in there and it was a zero turn right on down. So I think that, you know, now those type of mowers in gas typically run in the, I'd say in the low end would be 2,500 to 3,000. Mm-hmm. And probably the high end was 5,000 uh, or, or okay, more maybe. depending on their capability. But yep. I think this electric one, I want to say it was around $4,000. So oh, wow. it was really competitive. Mm-hmm. And who knows, you know, it, it, it might, I think Alan, you're right. This time next year, that might be commonplace that, you know, and, and a lot of this has to do with, I think people are wanting, you know, simple and, yep. Yep. and, uh, and clean and no fuss. And, and I mean, I, I can see that, 
the when the national chains pick these up, it become you know like the Lowe's and Home Depots of the world. Mm-hmm. I think I think you're going to see that this easy is going to gonna come down in yep. price and be easy to buy. Yep. And you're going to have a service center. You know, before if you were the guy with the electric lawnmower, you were probably the rarity and you bought yep. it online and you had no one to take it to. And I think that's going to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will agree. say, you know, doing my research for today, which is I'm sure you guys did as well. I went to Home Depot. <laughs> And I yeah. walked. I walked down the aisle here in Home Depot, and um, interestingly, I mean, the entire aisle was electric. It was Ryobi. It was something else. It was the entire aisle was all electric. Like here's the accessories. Here's the things, right? And it's and it's similar. I mean, if you went twenty, well, let's say ten years ago, and went down the um, the tool aisle, I mean, you would not have seen a lot of electric. Uh, drill drivers and things like that, right? And because the idea is, and you're exactly right, Rob, it's probably not people saying, let's be good to the environment. I think that's a side benefit. They mentally tell themselves that's the case. It's, let me get away from cords. Let me get away from engines. Let me get away from anything I have to do anything maintenance-wise too, right? And make it somewhat simple. Um, So I think that's a good thing. Now, I will say, you know, doing a riding electric lawnmower I mean, for you guys in Western North Carolina, that that would be blasphemy, quite honestly. I mean, I think you'd have to you would have to go sleeveless. You would have to have a cooler on the back of it. I mean, there's there's no way that you could you got to show your face. I, I'm pretty sure there will be a Dale Earnhardt edition. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's got an extra speaker on it. You know, increases the sound of the motor, Frank. Yeah, okay, that's right. So, Brian, well, let me. On let me that, yeah, well, on that. Go ahead. Note, I'm going to ask you. Um, because I was out um, when I was driving the other day, I, I saw something in somebody's yard that caused me to honestly have to do a double take. And I even Ooh. almost like pulled over just to make sure I wasn't going to run off the road to see what it was. It was a Roomba looking oh, mower yes. yep. mowing somebody's yard. So yep. let's talk about that for just a minute. Okay. Because I mean, I, I think that's a question anybody's going to ask as well. I mean, when are we going to get to self uh, self automated mowing? And I mean, there are yep. options and, out there to do that now. And we are we are there. Mm-hmm. there. Thank you for bringing that up. I almost forgot yeah. to jump into that. So that's kind of I would say maybe the next step. And again, going back to Rob's point here, right? People are looking to be easy. People are looking to make things easier. Long care is not something they want to spend their time on. Like, you know, I mean, thirty years ago, people that was their pride. That was their time. Right? It's like I'm going to take care of what I have. I think people are a lot more. Uh, wanting to do other things and, and get away from that now. But yes, there is kind of a Roomba version of lawnmowers now. And uh, I've, of course, I don't have a Roomba. I'm not someone that has, you know, a, um, a uh, uh, an internal floor cleaner that's automated. I've always been intrigued by it, but I've always been very nervous about it saying, you know, is it really going to get the areas, you know, is the, the um, is it going to make sense? So I did a little research on this and there are, um, versions of this now. And from my understanding, what they do is you put them out in the yard and they are on a particular, you know, schedule in which they're going to work. And it's kind of like having a, um, a electric dog fence where you put kind of edges around and, and little sensors around, maybe even wires around so that it recognizes I'm going in between these wires or I'm going in between these sensors and uh, and I think it it's kind of cool. I mean, again, it saves time, keeps people from having to spend you know a lot of their uh, their free time you know maintaining their lawn. Now, 
the downside would be where I am in my current house. I mean, I have four or five different patches of grass and they're mm-hmm. not connected. Right. And to me, I think that's a problem. Uh, you would almost have to move that Roomba, uh, you know, uh, lawnmower over to the other one and let it run the next day or, you know, have a, a path in between the two. And it I don't think be that one continu- You're saying it couldn't be one continuous set it and let well, it go. Well, yeah, I mean, I have different done. terraces. I have, yeah. you know, the different small Well, grass and you would patches, have to set up right? multiple sensor ranges in each location yep. as well, yep. too, which yep. you know, can be a little complicated. Right. But if you're someone, let's say you're, you know, in Western North Carolina, which they often have like very decent sized yards in the back, lawns in the back. If you have a one lawn that is, you know, uh, a big area in the back, I think that makes a lot of sense, right? You could actually mm-hmm. set it up. It comes back to its own charger and and goes uh, kind of does just what a Roomba does uh, inside the house. So now you may be thinking that's lazy and I agree it is, but that's the purpose, right? <laughs> is that you're supposed to not spend time on things that maybe you didn't want to spend time on, right? So I have no problem with the idea at all. I do think you're probably, and just like any other technology we're talking about, you're probably going to run into uh, ex- exponentially more of the same issues you're having, could have with the electric yeah. with the mower and right. that powerful, uh, how, how powerful it is. Uh, can it run over sticks and branches and or thicker yeah. grass and yeah. all that? I would imagine no. I would imagine it's not going to handle those things very well. Yeah, it's a much and I will say, Alan, on that, on that note, so there's a pro and con to that, right? On the note, um, they are really good at, because they're built on sensors, they're really good at if if they run into anything that they shouldn't have, like a tennis ball. Yeah. It will stop. It'll back stop. up. It'll kind of, but that also makes me think, but, okay, I mean, what if I have yeah. a lot of mushrooms that have grown in my yard and it stops yeah. at each one of them thinking that yeah. it's something that it shouldn't be cutting and all of a sudden I have these different patches that it's going yeah. around it. To me, I, I'm not sure I'm not sure it's going to be, you know, the ideal. Now, if I'm someone that has a a backyard that is perfectly mowed and there is nothing out there, there is no mulch out there, that is just a wide open flat grass, yeah. Maybe it makes sense. Um, I'm not sure it's there for others, uh, other aspects. Now, mm-hmm. we talked about gas, propane, electric, battery. One thing I haven't seen yet, um, and I really hope comes to fruition eventually, would be solar, right? I would love to see outdoor stuff where I maybe have an outdoor station, you know, like a, a shed, I roll my mower up to it. I put my other batteries on there and everything. And on the top has the solar panels. And that is the outdoor charging station. I don't think that's anywhere close to being there yet. Um, But to me, that makes a lot more sense. To me, I would just love to get my equipment out of my garage. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd love to get it in a place where, you know, I don't have to use my electricity, but I also don't have to go buy gas. So, uh, but we're not there. So, but yeah, thank you, Alan. The, The Roomba, and I don't know the... The, the company's name on that, but there are versions of that out there. I think they're they're somewhat niche at this point, um, but maybe keep an eye and let's see what happens in the future with those. Um, so I, I I just wanted to tell you guys I I actually have the gas per, powered version of one of these. It's uh, <laughs> except it's not quite what you think. Um, I'm lazy. Um, Alan knows this. Um, he's no, seen we, me. we, we um, both knew that. I, yeah, I follow, you, you I follow you on social media. I knew that. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> and what. What I found is that if I just put a stake, just 
just a nice heavy duty stake in the middle of my backyard and tie a rope to my mower. <laughs> that it just goes around <laughs> in circles. It's self. Oh my it's gosh! Winding. I it's love this. I love and, this. It um, gets closer and closer to the stake. Closer and yeah. closer, yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, the only issue you have is when the stake comes out. And then oh, yeah. you and have to yeah, kind of, yeah, oh, it's embarrassing. And you got to apologize um, to your neighbor for running yeah. over their rose bushes and all that. So, and, yeah. and and I, it does look like a crop circle from above. Um, <laughs> but um, That's okay. Oh, no, no, it's okay. It's all right. Well, you know, <laughs> Alan has a version of this too, which is uh, having three sons. Mm-hmm. And basically, <laughs> you know, it's they're self-powered, right? You just send them out there to do. I work. honestly, um, I yeah, I just, I just, it's magic. Like I just, <laughs> at the end of the day, I look outside. And I'm like, oh hey, the the grass is mowed, and uh, <laughs> I don't know how it happens. I don't know if somebody else is coming to do it or if it's just. You know. What I really want is you know you're having to 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 pay your sons, but anyway, uh, you know, that's that's what, what allowance really, is for. What I really want is I want technology where um, grass seeds are only uh, biologically made to grow a certain height and then they stop growing. To me, yeah. kind of like uh, a beard. Like I, that's what I want for like facial hair. I want it to like stop at a certain spot. I want the grass hmm. to do the same thing. I'm sure that's in the cards in the future as well. So. You know, oh, how, sure. how is evolution not ca- caught up with these? I, I mean, understand. these are basic, you know. Shape, you know, you realize growing the grass are two things. I just don't understand why we can't engineer this to not have to do this every week. I think Scott's Turf Pro is in cahoots with you know Honda and Easy Go, and you know you're on it. You're on it. Yeah, big conspiracy. Well, I will Um, say really quickly, Alan. On that note, my neighbor and I would have made fun of this maybe 20 years ago, but my neighbor just got rid of his entire backyard of grass. And changed it to turf. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and it's undulation turf and everything. I mean, it looks beautiful all yeah. the time. And and for his version of mowing the grass, he gets out there once a week with a blower. And he's out there five minutes and blows the leaves off. And that's it. And his kids love it. Um, so I'm there's, sure a, put there's a, a part of me that's like, eh, Yeah, but okay. I'm sure you put yeah. a pretty pretty penny into making oh, it happen. He, he so. paid quite yeah. a bit up front, I'm sure. Absolutely. So. Um, Brian, right. what else is there? Yeah, let's, let's, let's a few minutes. We, yeah, a few minutes we have left. I'm here. just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this fairly quick because it's another thing I had to become very uh, quickly educated on water systems, and I'm noticing water systems have a lot of technology that's being built into them now. I've never had a water system before. I've never had a house that had an irrigation system. We bought this house, and it had one built in. Uh, luckily, it had a fairly good tech. Uh, controller already built in. So uh, for those that are interested in looking into watering systems, I would say uh, put some time and energy into looking at the tech that can go with that, because not only is this a tech that I think can uh, save you money, but also save you water, save you time, give you convenience. Um, So let me just quickly say water systems, you know, irrigation systems, they used to be something where you'd go in the back to a controller, turn them on, manually turn them on, wait, go to the next one, turn it on. You know, if you were someone that didn't have anything built in, maybe you moved the sprinkler head from one place to the next, right? Took a lot of time. Um, moving to this house, the um, the watering system is automated. So it has a it has a digital timer that's on the wall in our garage, um, and they had created zones already. 
and the zones are created to go off certain times of the day uh, or certain days of the week for a certain amount of time. But here's here's where I think the technology really comes in, because that's to me, that's just the laziness part. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I've got a digital thing. I can set it and I don't have to turn it on. But where it gets really cool with the technologists out there now are sensors. So there are sensors that you can put into this system. Uh, one would be a rain gauge that would a wireless rain gauge that could go onto my the side of my roof. And when it recognizes that it's rained a certain amount, it just turns the, the watering system off. It says like, oh, we don't need to water today. Well, nice. We don't need to water tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. It just rained an inch and we don't need to water for the next two days. Um, freeze. Right. It can recognize freeze. It can recognize, you know, uh, a certain amount of heat and says, oh, wait a minute, we better not water because it's going to be super hot. We'd better water earlier than normal. We're going to water in the middle of the night, whatever. So it's it's really cool when you when you start thinking about all the frustrations you have with maybe watering along, watering your plants um, to have some of that occurring because of sensors. And I think spending a little extra money on some wireless sensors, another sensor, and, and, and again, I would say these are things I've been researching. I haven't purchased them yet, but a water flow gauge, right? Mm -hmm. Having it so that you could actually put a, a wireless flow gauge on your um, irrigation system. So not only do you know how much water you're using, but most importantly, you'll know if the water is still flowing at all when it's off. So, you know, if you have a leak, you can have it ping you on your, your cell phone to say, wait a minute, your, your irrigation system's not running, but your water is moving. That's a problem, right? Go look for the leak. Um, so I think that's, that's a really cool thing that's happened with some of the lawn care is that it's allowing uh, use of sensors. It's allowing use of automation. Uh, I have it all on my phone, which of course makes it nice. And that if I go out, camping and realize I'm not getting home at the same time I thought I was going to get home so I can go on and say, let's change the, the watering on this or let's change when uh, this is going to happen. Hmm. And it made it a lot easier. I went into the this wireless or this uh, this app and it gave me an option to just choose what days of the month. So I have it going every even day, even <laughs> numbered day of the month it waters. And so it made it really simple rather than saying, oh, okay, I'm going to go and manually click on Monday and Wednesday and all this mm -hmm. sort of stuff. I just said, every even day, I want you to throughout the summer. And then at this point in time, I want you to remind me to change my schedule when it comes to the fall. But I also have it set that now I don't have any sensors, but given that it's on an app, it can use the weather station. So it says, if it if it's predicted that it's going to rain more than 80% chance of rain that day, do not water, right? So I oh, have wow. it doing that. So if it looks That's at the nice. weather channel and says, looks like it's going to rain today, I'm not going to waste your water. So anyway, so I think watering systems is the other thing where there's a lot of cool tech that it's not just about being lazy, although that's really helpful, but it's about having control. It's about having, um, being able to save water. I mean, to me, there's nothing worse than driving down the road, it being pouring down rain and you see someone's sprinklers on. It's like, okay, that, <laughs> that does not need to be happening. Right. Well, so uh, I'll yeah. say, I'll say on this, Brian, on that note. So, you know, take a, a commoner like me that doesn't have a nice irrigation water system running through their house. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you have, have three the, sons. So, yeah. I do. But I have also, I have the little, uh, the little sprinklers that I decide to set out in the yard and run a hose <laughs> to. And that's what waters my the yard. The little clown head that has the hair that mm -hmm. sprinkles around. Yeah. yeah right. That's what you have. Okay. That's um, good. Mm -hmm. 
but I, I, I'm, I found out and I've been kind of working with and getting ready to experiment with some uh, water controllers to put on those hoses. So yeah. can yeah. be HomeKit or Google or, or Alexa controlled to set timers on when you want water to go in and turn on or off at the spigot. So the idea of I can have a sprinkler out of my yard, but say I only want it to run for these hours and I can set it automatically and again, change it if I see the weather's coming to where it's going to rain already. So even at a low end of just needing basic watering for your lawn, there are some of those controllers now you can hook up at the spigot that basically can be Wi-Fi controlled to say, Put me on a schedule turn or on and turn off. Turn yep. on, turn off if uh, based on the weather. Set up some things on your home automation to trigger by weather alerts as well. Yep. yep. So on the low end, you can still do that as well and get some control totally. over your water usage. And because yep. uh, how many times have we, you know, in the past gone out and turned on the sprinklers in our yard and forgot to turn them off? You know, right. that's that's a problem. So this is a way right. to help solve that. And uh, also or, you know, if you were if you are only manually turning things on, it means you can't go out of town. If you do go out of town, you have to find someone else to do that. Right. Or you're having to come back realizing that, you know, the the heat uh, just kind of burned your lawn out where yeah. it didn't need to. Right. So, no, I think you're right, Alan. And, and actually, for those that are interested in that, if you're looking for kind of the low tech way, go back maybe and listen to one of our other episodes. Where we talked about. Uh, like automation and IFTTT, yeah. right? If then, then that you could actually, mm-hmm. as long as you have some automation connection to it, like on and off Alexa, whatever, you can go and create rules. You can create a rule that says, if the weather station says it's 80% chance of rain that day, turn my sprinklers off and do not turn them on or pause till the next day or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, I think some really good opportunities there. So basically mowing your yard, yard and trimming and, and blowing stuff off the yard, and then keeping it watered. That's kind of yeah. where there's some level of technology being involved, whether it's from yeah. how they're powered to having some level of automation when it comes to the water side of things. Right. I mean, I think those are the ways where you can take advantage of what technology is bringing you in those areas and make hopefully make your life a little uh, less hectic, maybe having to spend less time out doing it. Um, you can make a little bit more automated. And uh, so I think there's some, there's some cool opportunities there. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Rob, I don't know about you. I, I don't have a irrigation system in my yard. Uh, no, I have a, uh, a run to it. I run to it. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so I we're run to turn it off and I run to turn it on. I know yep. that, that is the thing. I, if, if I was going to, put some time and energy into something to try to automate next in my house, it would probably be the water hoses outside yeah. just to yeah. control yeah. that water use a little bit better. So I, I, th- I think yeah. I would, I like the idea of maybe a limited space that is the green space for my yard. That's one thing, I, mm-hmm. you know, in Western North Carolina, you're right, Brian, the yards tend to be kind of oversized maybe sometimes and uh, lands a little bit more, common to have you know i yep. think i have yep. maybe a half an acre roughly um and um which is not a huge yard but you know compared to maybe you know a, a house in portland i know that would be a lot and um yep. and and just having it so much grass surround the house it it's kind of annoying because it is a lot to mow it's it's too big to to get too fancy with it because it's just too much to do it's something i'd love if it was sodded so, so if I was to ever build something, I think, you know, just, you know, kind of a nice 
patch out front and out back and then everything else more landscaping um and then you know sodded irrigated um you know i think that's when you can you definitely say okay you know i've got a, a an area that i could easily mow with an electric mower but yeah. then i i do i do love the idea of um controlled irrigation but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and of course you know i'm not sure it's there yet but it would be really nice if there was like an electric screen you could put on your ground that would actually shock every weed that popped up. Right. <laughs> and, you know, get that to, yeah. uh, to, to go away, but I don't think we're there yet. So, yeah, but cool. these are things I know that we spend a lot of time on. I know that uh, a lot of us think about the way it's always been and we don't think of necessarily about tech advances, but I think there are some cool things. If you are in the market for something new in any of those areas, do take a minute and think about the pros and cons of some of the tech that are available there. So awesome. Great. Yeah. Well, Brian, thank you for uh, educating us about this. <laughs> again, I know, so, you know, I, I told Rob going into this episode, I said, like, hey, we're just going to kind of, we're going to listen to the West coast guy on this one again, a little bit, and just kind of <laughs> see what's happening. Cause you know, we're still in a gas powered mower and, water hose sprinkler mode over here and that's that's fine but it's good to know where some things are heading in in, in all honesty too i mean you know i've got a mower that probably doesn't have a whole lot of life left in it it's been, i've had right. it for a while it is going to be something i'm at least going to consider when i look at some options to replacing it is could my yard sustain be sustained by a uh, uh, electric mower or not and yep. that's going to be yep. a real consideration so yeah and now let me just say again economy of scale if you were going to replace yeah lots of things it makes sense it if you're only going to replace one of them i'm not quite sure it's you may there have yet. to so, really anyway, evaluate yeah okay great yeah all right great brian thank you for the information rob thanks for joining us this episode and uh i hope this has been helpful for people listening but if anybody has any questions thoughts ideas any kind of feedback at all about lawn care and some of the technology involved in that brian how can they go about kind of reaching out to us yeah you can email us at info at the mesh.tv. Um, tell us uh, if we skip some things. I know we, we've stayed fairly light in terms of uh, the lawn care area, but if you've got some other ideas you want us to bring forward, maybe in one of our brothers in tech suggestions, um, drop us a note. Um, and if you have some other topics you'd like us to get into, let us know. So that's info at the mesh.tv. Thanks to Rob Dickerson for joining us this episode. And uh, you, this Rob. is a reminder, next episode we have coming up, uh, Rob's a cycling enthusiast. We're going to talk a little bit about the kind of the state of cycling and just uh, maybe where there's some technology that might be involved or at least some new advances and what's happening in the cycling world. So Rob, we'll look forward to talking with you about that at the next episode we have. Sounds great. Okay. Yeah. And Alan, Alan you know that we're, we all have to wear spandex for that episode. You know that, right? I'm already wearing spandex. Like cycling gear. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, I wear okay. it all the I'm time. Gonna go put those on. I'm going to go put those <laughs> on. Okay. But have you shaved? <laughs> every day <laughs> whoa 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 now all right that's another edit point for the episode so edit that and these things that out so all right well thanks everybody for listening to brothers in tech and uh we will look forward to talking to everybody next time take care everyone bye-bye bye You've been listening to The Mesh, 
an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.